Hey guys, so for this message, I want to talk to you about mental health. Now, full transparency, this uh, notes from this particular message I've actually preached on uh, over the last year or so, but I felt the need to bring it back up again. In a moment, I'll explain why, but just let me give you some data on, on mental health. According to the U.S. Department of Mental Health and Human Services, half of all mental health problems begin by age 14. Depression is by far the most common mental health disorder, affecting nearly one in eight adolescents and young adults each year. The number of adolescents who experience major depressive episodes increased by nearly a third from 2005 to 2014. Left untreated, mental health disorders can lead to serious, even life-threatening consequences. It's a major risk factor in suicide. Suicide is the second leading cause of death between 15 and 24-year-olds. And at one point, children between the ages of 10 and 13 were more likely to die from suicide than car accidents. Now, part of why I wanted to bring this up is because uh, the last several months we've been in this COVID-19 season and it's taken a toll and really taxed uh, all over the world, people's mental health. It's broken routines, it's broken coping mechanisms that people had in battling their mental health if they had any issues or even just staying mentally healthy. And it's had an increase in issues all across the world. Not only that, but it hit home this past week with Excel. On Friday, one of our own students, uh, Carmelo O'Neill, someone who has been and our youth ministry from sixth grade uh, up until recently, a couple years ago before he moved, uh, took his own life. And I don't know all the circumstances. I don't know what led uh, to that final decision where he felt there was no other option. What I do know is it hurt. Um, I cried, obviously. Uh, I processed. I prayed. Um, I was angry. I was upset. I was all the emotions that you can imagine. And, um, and I was at a loss. I wasn't sure what to do. And I thank God for the people who reached out. Um, a lot of times you don't think or you don't consider how this uh, affects your pastor. Not just suicide, but anything that goes on. I think people forget just how much uh, your pastor and your leaders care and love you. And um, this hit home. And I know a number of us were at a vigil that they had for him. And we were all crying and we were all upset and we were all going through it. And part of why I want to share this is because if you're out there right now and you're struggling uh, to the point where you're starting to contemplate and, and you're having dark thoughts and you're even thinking about taking your life, let me just give you a few things. Number one, please reach out to somebody. Call your leaders, talk to your parents, hit up a teacher. Even if you do and they ignore you, hit up the next one. If somebody brushes it off and says, oh, you're just being dramatic, talk to someone until someone listens. Call me, call one of your leaders, message us, reach out, figure out a way to get a hold of somebody. And if it's a serious situation when maybe it's late at night and everyone's asleep and uh, you're really struggling, please call the suicide hotline. Uh, we're going to have the number available on the screen, but just in case, it's 1-800-273-8255. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to try to post after we post this some links to some other resources and additional help that you can get because it's available because I never want to have to feel that again. I never want to have 
to hear that one of you is no longer with us because of something like this. And so on top of that, I want to talk about some ways that you and I can prevent ourselves from going that far. Some things that you and I can do that will help us battle some of those darker days and some of those moments of depression when things start to get worse. Um, we need to learn. There are some things we can do on a regular basis to help us and keep us mentally healthy. I know suicide for some of you is like, well, I would never consider that, and that's an extreme. But even just going through depression, even just going through anxiety and stress, uh, even just the fact that we haven't been able to socialize, which is why we started up small groups again last week, just hanging out. And I was so blessed by seeing so many people hanging out and getting together. And we were socially distant. We were wearing masks. But, man, I can see your eyes, and I can laugh with you. And, you know, we were kicking a volleyball around, and or a soccer ball, I should say. And, again, just... Just having fun. So I want to encourage you. Uh, we're going to be meeting up again next Friday and the Friday after that. And we just want to get together again. And that helps with mental health stuff. Just being social, having social interactions, being able to have people to talk to. We want to encourage you to do that. But I also want to make sure you understand that the Bible helps us with this too. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. I think this verse gives us some real good tips on how to deal with some of those thoughts that creep into our mind, some of those things that lead to depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. Listen, it says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. If you've ever heard the story of Adam and Eve when a serpent came and convinced them to do what God told them not to do. It's important to understand in that story that the serpent didn't force their hand. He didn't shove the fruit down their throat. He didn't make them do it. He persuaded them to it. He spoke into their mind and he caused them to doubt and eventually to believe differently than what God had told them. And here the author of Corinthians is warning the same thing. That you and I, if we're not careful, can let outside voices or even our own inner voice convince us of something that's not true, lead us to negative thinking and depressive thinking and even suicidal thinking uh, simply because the mind has been led astray. And so here I think we have a few tips that I want to share with you to help you from going there. If you're taking notes, the first thing I think is important to do is to restrain those thoughts. Restrain, I think, is an important word here. Uh, the word restrain uh, has to do with holding something from moving forward or going any farther than it already has. Uh, let's just imagine that uh, I'm at uh, you know a sports game right right now, like the Bears and Soldier Field. They're not allowed to have any outside people. There's no fans. It's just the personnel that have gone through. Well, let's just say I snuck in. The moment somebody sees me and realizes that I'm not authorized to be there, I will be restrained. I will be held and not allowed to go any further and then eventually removed from the premises. There are thoughts that are going to creep into your mind. Sometimes they're going to come from outside voices, people who say things to you that aren't true, people who call you stupid, people who say you're ugly, people who bring negativity at you, people who are just saying things that God would never say about you. Sometimes they come from inner thoughts, you know, your own perceptions of how people view you or your own, you know, insecurities that create these thoughts that the enemy wants to whisper in your ear and get you to believe. 
some you can't prevent thoughts from coming in sometimes right because we live in this world we're going to hear things we're going to experience things sometimes they come from the very people we love from our parents and our siblings and our friends they're going to say stuff that aren't true and that God doesn't want you to believe that are going to seep into your mind and if they're left in your mind they'll find a home in there and they'll start to grow and they'll start to expand and it might just be a little thought in the beginning right it might just be like oh well you know they think you're dumb and then you slowly start to believe that more and more and you stop applying yourself and you stop trying for things because you think well I'm just I'm not smart enough I'm not good enough to do that you know I've always been told that I'm this and you start preventing yourself from growing because you've believed that little thought that creeped in that has now become part of your identity. Oh, well, I'm just a dumb person or, you know, I'm just an ugly person or I'm just unlovable or I'm always a screw up or whatever lie that somebody has whispered into your ear. If you allow it to stay in your mind, it'll grow and become part of your identity. So that's why the first thing you need to do is restrain that thought, get a hold of it. And say, hey, you know what? You're not going any further. I'm not letting you settle into my head. I'm going to remove you. Listen to what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Right? We capture that thought. And we say, God, is this you or is this somebody else? Again, if it's like the security guard, if I see somebody who's not supposed to be there and I restrain them, I'm going to go to who's in charge and go, hey, is this person supposed to be here? And if they go, no, I don't know that person. That person doesn't have the credentials to be here. I'm removing that person. And so what you and I do is we take these thoughts and in prayer, we bring them to God and we say, God, is this what you say? You know, when we read our word, we compare what we think to what we know in the God's truth. And we say, okay, is this line up with what God's word says about me? And if it doesn't, you're out of here. I'm not letting that thinking stay in. I'm not allowing myself to go down that rabbit hole just because somebody else or even I myself believe it. I'm going to go by what God's truth says. And so we capture that and we submit it to Christ and we make it. I like what it says. We make them obey Christ. God is true and every other man a lie. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it says. If it doesn't line up with what God says about me, and trust me, God has a lot to say about you. And God thinks you're wonderfully made. God has knit you together in your mother's womb. I mean, God loves you more than anybody else has ever loved you. So if I want somebody to be the judge of what's true about my life, I'm going to go to him. And so I want to challenge you. When you take those thoughts, don't allow yourself to dwell on them. You know, as a matter of fact, be careful even with some of the things that you watch and listen to. Because a lot of times we think, well, when I'm sad, I like to listen to sad music because it makes me feel better. No, it doesn't. It's just misery loves company. And so it reinforces the thought that shouldn't be in your mind. And you start to dwell in that and you start to sink in that. And you start to go further down that place than you wanted to. Same thing goes with angry music or, you know, stuff that we watch on TV that reinforces these thoughts, you know, stuff that we do online. You know, you have a self-image issue and, and you struggle because you don't feel like you're attractive. And then you spend hours looking at these, you know, made up dolls online or, you know, these Instagram stars who, you know, half of it is, is editing, the other half is makeup. And, and we think, okay, well, this is what beauty is and I'm not that. And you keep reinforcing this fake thought. And you go down that hole. No, listen, we need to restrain that. Not allow that thought to be reinforced by anything else. 
and to be judged on by Christ and say, God, is this you? And if it isn't, I don't want to have anything to do with it. The other thing, though, is after you restrain it, you need to renew your thinking. Some of us, we've already had a few of those things living in our head. We've already had, from a young age, people have always said this about you. And people have always commented, or you've always believed this. And so it is already part of your identity. Well, the thing I love about God is we're a new creation in Him. We, we get this fresh start and we can renew our thinking. We can start to look at things differently. And so part of that is being able to go to God's Word and study it. Listen, Dr. Caroline Leaf says this in her book, switch on your brain. As we think, we change the physical nature of our brain. As we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire our toxic patterns of thinking and replace them with healthy thoughts. Now, this isn't even from a Christian, but it is important to understand that your brain can be rewired. You can think differently. You don't always have to think how you've always thought. And again, the Bible says that. Listen, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Well, how do you become a new person? By allowing God to change the way you think about things, change the way you perceive things. Okay, Then you will learn how to know what God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. See, a lot of us struggle with knowing what God wants for our lives because we can't see his desires. All we see is the way we think about things. And so God has to change our perception, our view on things by changing the way we think. And when he changes the way we think, he changes the way we see. And when we can see differently, we can see what he has planned for us. This isn't just for you, Tina, it's just for any of you listening. Some of us, you know, you might be catching this on Facebook or on Instagram, and you might just be thinking, yeah, that's great for a teenager, but, you know, I'm old already. I'm already set in my ways. No, God can do this in anyone who is willing to allow him to change the way we think. And one of the best ways to do that is by reading God's word. By reading God's truth and understanding it and applying it and making sure that it lines up with what you think or lines up, I should say, with how you see it and and changing that viewpoint, this has a major impact on your thinking process because you no longer think the way you've always thought. You start to think the way God thinks, the way God sees things. He begins to change your perception. Now it's no longer a source of pain for you. But it's a changed aspect. It's a changed view. It's renewed. It's something different. This is a healthy process that I think many of us, if not all of us, at some point or another have to go through. Because we all have insecurities. We all have negative thoughts that sometimes get the best of us. We've all made mistakes, but that doesn't mean you are a mistake. See, we we can have a renewed thought process, but we have to allow God to do that. And part of how God does that is he takes away those negative thoughts and he replaces them with a different form of thinking. If you're taking notes, a third thing is replace. We restrain, we renew, and then we replace, right? If I stop thinking that way, I have to think a new way. Can't just have an empty mind. God wants to replace those negative thoughts. God wants to replace those thoughts of anxiousness, those thoughts of depression, those thoughts of stress. And he wants to replace them with something better. Listen, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true 
and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I just said earlier to be careful about what you listen to and what you watch and the things you're looking at on social media, but you can't just not look at anything. And so you need to replace that with stuff that's going to reinforce good things, right? And you're like, well, well, what do I watch? Listen, something that's true, something that's honorable, something that's right, pure, lovely, admirable. Listen to worship music. And I'm not saying you only have to listen to worship music because, listen, I'm not like that anyways. But pay attention to what you're listening to and make sure that it reinforces what God wants you to live like. Make sure that it reinforces something that's honorable, something that's true. If it's talking about negative things or if it's degrading people or or even self-degrading, that's not something you want to entertain. Because even though you're thinking, well, I just like the beat, man, that has a way of seeping into you. When it comes to social media, switch that up. Start looking at things, man, I don't know, look at, you know, cute baby vines, or, or vines, look at all that. Look at cute baby TikToks and 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 something that's just going to make you positive. You know, when I got the news of Carmelo on Friday, after processing it, honestly, I just went and I hugged my daughter. I, I needed to replace that horrible thinking that I was going through and appreciate the life that I have that I'm responsible for and be reminded that I have other lives that God has placed in my life and that I need to do a good job for them. And I, I can't allow myself to seep into that negative thought and, and get stuck in what ifs because there's still things that God is calling me to do. You have to replace some of those negative thoughts with the things that God wants you to think about. So take inventory of what you watch, what you listen to, even the outside voices that you allow. Listen, some of you, you allow some really negative people in your life. People that are constantly complaining, people that are constantly gossiping, people that every time you bring something up, they have the negative thing to say. Listen, it's okay to outgrow relationships and love somebody from a distance. That's fine because some of you, your mental health is being risked because of the relationships that you have not being helped. And so there are some people that you just need to push away a little bit. And if that makes you look bogus, Okay, that's cool, but I got to worry about my mental health. I can't worry about your feelings getting hurt when my mental health is suffering because you are constantly negative and you refuse to allow God to restrain, renew, and replace that thinking in your life. So I got to restrain, renew, and replace you. And listen, I know that sounds bogus, but I'd rather you do that than get stuck in a season of depression, be filled with anxiety, and ever have to contemplate taking your own life. I want to close with just one more thing. I want to challenge you to take some time to think about this. Maybe even watch this again. But understand that your mental health is really important. That God has called us to love him with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind. Which means your mind has to be healthy in order to love God. So if you're struggling... Number one, I like I said earlier, reach out. Reach out to one of us. You know, just let us know. Again, sometimes we don't have all the answers. And trust me, if you ever come to me and it's a serious situation where I realize that it's over my head, I'm going to try the best I can to get you help. Please don't feel like that's me not wanting to help you. That's me understanding my limitations on helping you and trying to get you people who are better equipped to help you. But reach out. And on top of that, maybe you're not there, and I hope most of you aren't. 
But in order to keep your mental health, hey, I want to encourage you, start coming to small groups again. Like I said, we're meeting up this Friday. Reach out to your small group leader. If you don't know what small group you're in or if you're new and you want to get a part of it, reach out to me. I'll plug you in. I'll make sure that you get connected. But let's start seeing each other's faces because social interaction does so much. This is why the Bible says, let's not give up the habit of meeting together or let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. This is why COVID was such a strain on the church because by its very nature, God wants us to be united. God wants us to have interaction, to pray for each other, to encourage each other, to worship together, to have those moments. And so uh, we tried our best as we can to create that while still having social distancing and still protecting each other from a very real virus that's out there. But we got to make sure that we take care of each other as well. So I want to encourage you, reach out to your leaders get plugged in. Come on out over the next few Fridays. We're not sure when we're going to be able to open up Excel as far as a service on Thursday, uh, but part of what will help us make that decision is seeing how many of you are able to come out on Friday. Then we'll know how many of you could probably come out on a Thursday too. So help us with that. Get engaged. Talk to us. Talk to somebody and know that people love you. And even if you don't feel like that, even if you really believe that nobody on this earth loves you, know that there is a God in heaven who gave his life so that you can live and live you should. So let me pray for you as we close. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for every person that's listening right now. Because every person that's listening is someone that you died on the cross for so that they may have life. And not just any life, but life to the fullest. And so God, I pray for their mental health God, I pray against any negative thoughts. I pray against any demonic thoughts that the enemy might be trying to whisper into their mind. Lord, we restrain that and bind that in Jesus' name. And we ask, Lord, that you would remove that from their head, God, that you would begin to renew their thinking, oh Lord, that you would replace that with what you say about us, God that you would fill us with love, that you would fill us with encouragement, that you would fill us with everything that you would have for us, God, so that we're not full of all those other things that aren't healthy for us. God, I pray that if there's anyone listening right now who's genuinely struggling and contemplating in any way, shape, or form of hurting themselves or taking their lives, God, I pray that you will give just supernatural opportunities, God. I I pray that people would call them in just the right moment. I pray that they would have the courage to reach out and receive the help that they need, God. I pray that they would be open, Lord, if if they need any kind of medication or if they need any kind of counseling, people that you are going to provide in their lives to help them on this journey. God, I just pray that we'll never have to go through what we went through last Friday ever again. God, that you would keep our people and that you would not allow the enemy to lead their minds astray ever again. We pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I love you, Excel. God bless you. We'll see you soon.